the college football experience, Notre Dame fighting Irish 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize to the top winner on that join today exclusively at uh, sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Once again, that is sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Excited to talk Irish football as year two of the Marcus Freeman era will be beginning in what? I feel like just like three weeks in Ireland, and I'm excited to bring on our guest here in a second. Yes, yes, if you if you're watching right now, he will be there. But uh first you're wondering maybe if you're just tuning in for the first time, who the hell's this maniac yelling at you? Well, uh, my name is Colby Swigger Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. Yes, we are talking Irish football. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm going to have a, also later in the episode, Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. going to talk a little bit about his travels to South Bend, Indiana, but you know, for me, I can talk about I can talk about it with this guy here. I'm excited to have him on the show. If you've heard our, our Notre Dame previews previously, he, he has been a staple of those shows. Uh, he is a Notre Dame grad. He is also a stand-up comic. If you're ever in Manhattan Beach, California, you need to check out Poncho's. Uh, auto, auto. Is it still Monday nights? Is yeah. it? St- it's yeah. still yeah Monday. Every every single Monday, this is a fantastic comedy show, and he is a hilarious comedian. I give you, Dano Carter. How you doing, Dano? I'm great, man. How are you? Except this guy just ruined the view. I set something up, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there, and uh, look. As soon as I come on, every time. Dano, the circular saw. If you're not watching, yeah, if you're not watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Let me paint the picture for you. Dano lives in Manhattan Beach. He's recently married. He's very close to the beach. How far are you there from 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 the ocean? There, man. You could see before this guy. There it is. There, yeah. If you're getting it, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience, yeah. folks. He's living the good life. Sponsored by JB Plumbing. JB Plumbing, feel free to hit us up. We will do some ad reads. Uh, but Dano, <laughs> how you been? You recently got married, man. Congrats. Yeah, that's why I get to live here. You know. Yeah. Uh, to- my wife's a lawyer. 
and I do Pacho's comedy night. Yeah. <laughs> and so, she's a Notre Dame alum too, right? No, 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 no. She's no? a Davidson. Okay. Oh, Davidson alum. Okay. Well, shout out to the Wildcats. Really pumped about that new Steph Curry doc. Yeah. Yeah, new Steph Curry doc yeah. on Apple. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Irish because um, we're going to dive into the you know the schedule, the transfer portal, the the offense, the defense, the special teams. But I, before I do that, I want your take on Marcus Freeman. Are you still? Uh, did he exceed your expectations? Did he? You know, t- talk to me where you're at with with the Marcus Freeman era. Well, you have on record my expectations from last year, which I think I said we'd be undefeated as I do most of these. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I thought he, he, I mean, I didn't think we'd lose to Marshall. I didn't think we'd lose to Stanford, but I didn't think we'd crush Clemson, you know? So, yeah. I, I, but I think he's doing great on the recruiting trail and giving us a much cooler image overall. You know, do you see the new video? New Jersey release video that came uh, out with yesterday. I did Under Armour. Under Armour now, right? It's yeah, another ten year. I'm okay with that, honestly. Yeah. Like everyone wants Jordan. Everyone's bitching about them, but I don't want. We play UNC every year. I don't want their most famous alums logo on our jersey. But yeah. we play them. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it and I, and I know, I know, we've shared some drunken conversations, and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. But uh, you know, when we saw, I think after we recorded our episode last year, we saw like UCLA and USC jump to the Big Ten. There was this big thing on like, man, is the Big Ten gonna gonna go for Notre Dame, or would Notre Dame go for the the Big Ten? Where, where are you at with that? Uh, you know, I know Notre Dame's currently working on a television deal. Uh, with you know a lot of speculation that NBC slash Peacock will be that, but do you think Notre Dame will be independent when this is all said and done? Still, well, I just saw today that uh, the Big Ten might get Clemson, Florida State, Washington, Oregon. That that's like maybe pending, which would be crazy. But at that point, I think we could be like a diplomat between the two power conferences, just play each of them all the time. I, I don't see us really bending until we really have to. I like being independent. It's cool. It's I like, well now, cause I always like, we, we always get a California game. So selfishly, I always wanted us to have USC and Stanford, but now yeah. we get UCLA. We put them in basketball too. If we join the big 10. So I don't know exactly what to do, but I find everybody's always like, Oh, we got to go get that money. You know, gotta get that so much money in the Big Ten than if we were independent. Then NBC's gonna be like, but they're acting like we see the money. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, they don't give us the money. Well, yeah. I, and I we keep why I, they care. I keep asking myself, like, okay, if everyone's scrambling for this, what is the perfect amount of money to build a college football winner? Because. You know, I get it. There's going to be this crazy disparity between the uh, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the rest of the college football landscape. But Notre Dame still has money. It's not like they're not making any money. So it's like, can you still build a winner and compete at the levels of the Big Ten and, and, and SEC? Like, I I wonder where that threshold is of like, hey, if you're throwing fifty million dollars into your football program, you know. Is a, are you going to be able to be a, a a top ten team? I have no idea. I feel like it. Guess what? I mean, since we've seen the SEC get this money already, Vanderbilt's still Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I, mean, yeah, I, where, <laughs> I don't know where. Like, where, 
it's like an imaginary line of like, hey, well, uh, you know, if, if they're going to be making $60 million in their new TV contract and the ACC is only making 30 and it's like, okay, but it, 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 does the ACC, uh, is Notre Dame paying for a big time college football coach? That's irrelevant with the TV deal. You know what I mean? Like if you're throwing money into your, into your athletic department, then you should still be fine. I don't know. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, one of these things that it's going to be very interesting to watch. I hope they remain independent too, because I, I still want some certain college. I honestly think people bitch about it, but you know, it, it helps out the landscape of equivalizing a lot of different teams. I may be more on board with, uh, not being independent now. Cause I'm married. Yeah, so I'm not independent anymore. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, look, we're gonna talk with Dano about about the offense, the defense, the special teams. Uh, but before we do all that, uh, we wanna wanna tell you that the Notre Dame Fighting Irish 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes, uh, look, Patreon's a perfect perfect for our diehard DJs out there. Sign up for the Patreon to get an, to get access to an exclusive contest, including the NFL win totals contest where first place will get a thousand dollars plus a monthly SGP stories podcast. We have some great stories that we're dropping uh, from, from, you know, our times hanging out with uh, Mike Leach, uh, Joe Theismann, as you saw in the introduction uh, there, we have hung out with Joe Theismann. He's he's been on the show, uh, you know, a good amount of times. So go check out those episodes, but we'll tell you more behind the scenes. It's an ad free uncensored show, highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. There's even a discord channel just for our patrons. So sports gambling podcast has, and always will, by the way, give out uh, their picks for free. We're not trying to take your money on picks. Uh, so j- this is just to support the network and, and fight back against all that corporate gambling out there. Uh, sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Remember as always folks to let it ride. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Notre Dame fighting Irish. Now, Dano, our, our protocol that we normally do here is we grade the transfer portal. I'm going to rattle off who has left for those Notre Dame fans out there that perhaps you know haven't been paying attention in the off season because college football, the transfer portal is is absolutely insane these days. So I feel like uh, left? who left first, first, and then we'll go with who, who who's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Some teams that you're, you're talking for like 10 hours because they've tra- you know, Colorado is just like, Hey, let me just name players <laughs> for, for 10, 10 hours. Uh, but leaving, leaving uh South Bend, Indiana, Logan Diggs, a four-star transfer get by Brian Kelly and LSU. Uh, I know you guys are, are loaded at the running back position, but that's gotta be a little bit filthy that he goes to Brian Kelly. Um, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Buckner going to the Alabama crimson tide. I think that's one of the bigger, bigger stories in college football with that, with, with that he, transfer. He goes to Tommy Reese. Yeah. Reunites with Tommy Reese. Yeah. And and Buckner, what was your opinion on him? He kind of struggled a little bit last year. What'd you make of Buckner? Well, I thought he'd be better. What I liked about him was he was uh, half Asian. And at our game watches in Hermosa, there'd be like 10 Asian people would show up with no affiliation to the school, just cheering for him. <laughs> so he's global. He's a global recruit there just to add to, to get some more fans. I mean, in the, in the bowl game, he played well, but he also threw three picks. It wasn't like amazing. Yeah. He, I was, I was surprised, end, but I thought he'd be, he was a much bigger recruit than he was. He was hurt. So it's really hard to tell the Ohio yeah. state game. They didn't even get a chance to really throw the ball. He could run well. And, uh, uh I was, he really didn't get to see the play. 
I was a bit surprised that Alabama went for him. I know he had the connection with Reese, and everyone was speculating, but I, I was still a Reese is going to use him on like a third down special play kind of situation. I think is what he's going to do. I don't think he'll be the starter. Though. That's what I would anticipate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wide receiver Lorenzo Styles Jr. transferred out to Ohio State, who was on the schedule this year. Uh, offensive tackle Caleb Johnson. Yeah, we and then he got pissed, and he got pissed, right? And he's like, "I'm out of here," right? Happens so often in college football. Offensive tackle Caleb Johnson heads out to SMU. Uh, tight end Kane Barron goes to the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers in Myrtle Beach. Uh, linebacker Osita Ukuanu is in the portal. I don't think he's landed anywhere yet. Cornerback Jaden Bellamy heads out to Syracuse. Drew Pine starting uh, started some games. He's now at Arizona State no. with the Sun Devils. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. He was basically I, I, me. He was me at quarterback. <laughs> Catch, yeah. You were just de- de- devastated to see him leave. It was me. Yeah. I think I could, I could definitely beat him in a race. It could probably be him throwing me, but I could beat him in a race in almost four years. Dan O'Carter did start games at Notre Dame last season, folks. Do not, you know, go back and watch. Don't adjust your sets. Um, Joe Wilkins, also a cornerback, ends up at Miami, Ohio, and then Jacob Lacey oh, on the. Yeah, he landed at Miami, Joe Ohio. Wilkins, Chuck Martin, here? Chuck Martin, stealing, stealing some of your talent. Defensive lineman Jacob Lacey also ends up with the Oklahoma Sooners. So that's what's left. That's what's gone and, and, and headed out of South Bend. But I think the big storyline here we're going to get to uh, on what's coming no into South Bend. What's that? No question, the biggest story, like the bearded yeah. man. Yeah, 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 the bearded man. We're going to get to because quarterback Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. Who I was thinking about this pre-episode, Dano. Is he the best quarterback? And like, I I know you had Brady Quinn, but Sam Hartman is he the best quarterback since the nineties, or do you think Brady Quinn level? Well, statistically. Jimmy Clausen was really good. If you look at his numbers his junior year, I mean, we worked, he had golden tape, so maybe that yeah, helped. But yeah. his numbers were insane. I think he threw like 28 to touchdown to three picks. So it was, it was really good. Deshaun Kaiser had a really good season, but uh, nothing like Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman's the all time ACC leading touchdown leader and passing leader in yards. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely huge get and 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 ever a lot of schools wanted Sam Hartman. I mean, a lot a lot of schools wanted him and they were able to 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 get him. So obviously a huge get there. He's played a lot of college football, so super experienced. They also added running back Devin Ford from the Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh also cornerback Antonio Carter the second from Rhode Island. Watch out. Some some of these FCS transfers can be sneaky I think good. That guy's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think but, He's gonna be a starter, I think. So. Well, I know, like and you say, Rhode Island, and people say, "Huh?" Look, Florida State. If you look back at Florida State's ten-win season a year ago, their best defensive player was a transfer, Jared Verse from Albany. And who knew that defensive end, Jared Verse, stud. Uh, so watch out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could find you could find some diamonds out there. Uh, then they went out and got also uh, Javante Jean Baptiste, a linebacker from Ohio State. Uh, nice get there as they're on the schedule as I alluded to earlier. Uh, safety Thomas Harper comes in from the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, Virginia Tech wide receiver Caleb Smith, and I think that's important to me. Like bringing in Sam Hartman, obviously huge, but I kind of thought the wide receiver position. Why going back to that Stanford game? 
where Stanford wasn't a great defensive team, but they kind of just uh, loaded the box and said, okay, have your receivers beat our corners. And I felt like that was an area of weakness for the Irish last year. So going out and getting Caleb Smith, who was a four-star transfer get by Notre Dame, pretty good. You know, you, you, would you yeah, agree? They had, they had me throwing to them. So yeah. Yeah. That's true too. <laughs> true. Yeah. That's true. That's fair. Uh, so also the Irish brought in kicker Spencer Schrader from South Florida. And that is, I believe the whole list of who is coming into Notre Dame. So uh, I would say if you get your starting quarterback and your starting quarterbacks really fucking good, I would say you won the transfer portal despite on who uh, about, you know, who left, right? Yeah. I mean, Logan Diggs is a huge loss, but Hartman's like a six star get. Yeah. Uh, I think that's yeah. what Mike Gray used to say. Getting a big time <laughs> transfer, having a guy come back a fifth year would be a six star because it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so much experience. And yeah, I think that was a huge get. We haven't had a. If we had Hartman last year, I don't know how many games we would have lost. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, no. It was a clear area of weakness a season ago. Uh, now let me ask you this though, because Tommy Reese is gone. In comes in Gerard Parker, and you know he's kind of a mystery hire. You, it looked like you were going to get Andy Ludwig, the, the Utah offensive coordinator, but then Ludwig. I don't know what happened there, but. Parker hasn't really had a lot of experience. He was a co-offensive coordinator of West Virginia for just a season. Um, last year's offensive numbers: forty-first in scoring offense, thirty-fifth in rushing offense, ninety-seventh in passing offense. Which goes back to uh, what you alluded to about you starting at quarterback for Notre Dame last year. Uh, total offense at fifty-ninth. Do you think? I mean, you bring in Hartman, but this is why I'm a little concerned. Is I think Hartman thought Reese was going to be the OC. And, and Reese bolts to Alabama when he gets that offer, and now you have Gerard Parker. I, I, I'm just a little, little bit of a red flag to me of like, what, what is that? And, and is is Hartman had he already like got some NIL money, so he was committed to Notre Dame? I, I don't know, I don't know, but I was a bit surprised because normally the offensive coordinator is pretty influential in bringing you in via the transfer portal. Yeah, I think Reese had a lot to do with that, but I, you know, I if Nick Saban comes calling, yeah, can't blame. You know, him. Can't blame. Like, him. I don't really blame Reese that much. I'm also I'm mostly bummed because I'm friends with his brother who used to get me sweet tickets. <laughs> so, <laughs> selfishly, again, like I lost <laughs> ticket connection. He lives like a block away, Danny Reese. But but guy. but so are I'm you not, are you concerned a little bit about the offensive yeah, coordinator? I don't know anything about this. Guy. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. Guy. But I, I trust Freeman really did his research and believes in him. So, okay, know, yeah. Because because I, I I feel like I feel like tight ends coach. Right? He was the tight ends coach, and who was our best player last year? Our tight end. Yeah, Michael Meyer. Yeah, that, yeah, and he's off to the NFL. So, uh, let's take a look. Let, let's dive deeper into the offensive side of the ball because uh, obviously Sam Hartman coming in at the quarterback spot, and I'm going to count him as a returning starter. So I'm going to say six returning starters as opposed to five, even though I know Hartman wasn't with the Irish a year ago. So yes, yeah, Sam Hartman. Uh, you, what's that? Are you including Chris Tyree in there? Uh, he, well, he is. I mean, that's interesting because he's moved to slot back. So, yeah. so I don't. But I think that's going to be a big difference. Yeah, sure. yeah, and, and uh, so. <laughs> Uh, the, the running back position, they might have one of the strongest running back rooms in America, Notre Dame with, uh, uh with, uh, what do I, how do I pronounce this guy's name again? Uh, it's, it, Audric Estime. Yeah. Estime, uh, uh, like estimate. Estimate. 
Yeah, first team all independent from a year ago. This guy's a stud. I think he's oh, gonna be. Oh, that's that. Yeah, yeah, but still, he's gonna be in the NFL, man. He's gonna be like I, I, I think he's gonna be a top, t- and he's top a good two or three round draft pick. Chris Tyree though is moving to the slot back spot. I think that's worth noting. Uh, and then wide receiver Jaden Thomas is back, and then you bring in you bring in a slew of receivers. Whether what I alluded to in the portal, and also Tobias Merriweather as is one that I know they're they're kind of excited about. Just a sophomore. Now the question is at the tight end spot because Notre Dame's starting to turn into tight end. You, uh, Mitchell Evans is is he going to be able to hold it down in the same way that Michael Mayer was? I mean, he had a game winning catch in the bowl game, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. My hair didn't play in the ball game, so I think it was him about it. I don't. I'm never worried about us. The tight end, they'll be good. I don't know if they'll ever be a star like that. Yeah, uh, which bums me out that he didn't have a good quarterback last year with, with Mayor. But uh, we'll be fine at tight end. That's th- those guys are. I'm sure they're fine. Now the offensive line, that's one that I never worry about because I'm like, wait, oh, they Go only off. returned three starters. They they might have the best two tackle. We were talking to Phil Steele this morning. Phil Steele was on the show this morning, and he said they might have they have they might have two first round draft picks. Yeah, your opener was Phil Steele, and and he's sold on on Alton Fisher at the tackle spot. Says they might be first round draft picks, both of them. So Notre Dame might have. Yeah, Notre Notre Dame might have like the best (laughs) offensive line. Uh, I mean, they always just have guys on the offensive line, so I don't worry there. I think the real question will be, and that's another thing I should mention is Sam Hartman ran the slow mesh at Wake Forest. Right. Notre Dame He's got this great offensive line now. Yeah, and, and yeah, He's Wake so Forest's offensive time. line was terrible. But uh, the question is, is I wonder if they're gonna try to to cater to him running that system. He ran it so many years at Wake. I wonder if, if Sam Hartman can say, "Hey, we could run a, I don't a think so. no." You, you think you think it'll be okay? I think that's part of the reason he transferred is because he wants to show. NFL teams he can play in an NFL offense. Fair. So I don't think they'll do it. Fair. Uh, let's take a look on the the defensive side of the ball because uh, the Irish thirty uh, eighth in scoring defense a season ago under Al Golden, the old Miami Hurricanes head coach, thirty sixth in rushing defense, twenty third in pass defense, charting at the twenty first best defense in the nation. And this is where I do get really excited. This is where I do think if you're a Notre Dame fan, you say you return eight starters on a defense that was very good a season ago. And honestly, like the fact that cam Hart came back, he could have went to the pros. Um, You really got a good, like, I think uh, like a top 10 caliber defense here with Javante Jean Baptiste coming in from Ohio state. Uh, Howard Cross is back. Riley mills back. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the Benjamin Morrison at the other corner spot, him and cam Hart, two of the best corners. That's a great corner tandem to have. Uh, DJ Brown at the strong safety spot, and then your linebackers. I like Jack Kaiser and JT Bertland. Uh, you really got some good linebacker play there. Where uh, do you, you think the defense will put up better statistical numbers than a season ago? Uh, we played better teams this year. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the tricky, so. the, the tricky side of it right there. Is uh, I think the schedule's a lot harder this year. I mean, lost was was really good. But it's probably equal with that Ohio State. I, I mean, I, but I think the, the defensive backs are going to be really, really good, which is important against Ohio State, especially with their receivers. Yeah, um, uh, it's hard to tell. Def- defensive stats are tough for me to be like, oh, this is because it's all situational a lot. 
but we'll see. I mean, I don't think this defense would let Marshall score on that last drive like they did last year. So like that kind of stuff. Fair. Yeah. But Fair. you know, Freeman's a defensive guy. So I don't know how much Golden has to do with it other than kind of being the X and O's guys versus yeah. like Freeman, I think makes the decisions on the defense. Well, they did we'll see. They do lose Fosky. They lost. They also lost uh, Houston Griffith, the strong safety, and uh, Bracy at the uh, at the the corner spot there. But I, I still love what's returning. I think Xavier Watts is one they're keeping an eye out at the free safety spot. They could really yeah. emerge. Uh, kicker and punter are back as well. Uh, Spencer Schrader. Well, I'm sorry, starter at USF. He's he's still starting, but he's at Notre Dame, so I can't say he's back at Notre Dame. Uh, and Bryce McPherson, the punter, is back. Redshirt freshman, also Ben Krim there as well. So two capable punters that will battle it out in case special teams plays a role. Uh, look, we're going to talk about the schedule, and we're going to go game by game on the schedule and talk about the Irish and, and where we see them aligning in 2023. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, Notre Dame Fighting Irish previews, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props, and it's available in a ton of different markets. Plus, there are plenty of opportunities to win with daily MLB contests, and uh, you know it's summertime. It's the only sport going right now, really. Uh, of course, make sure to enter the Best Ball Mania as well, where first place gets three million dollars cash. Head on over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish 2023 season preview. I am joined by Dan O'Carter, hilarious comic. Uh, and if you're ever in Los Angeles, make sure you hit Manhattan Beach. Pon- Ponchos is the place. Monday nights, absolutely great comedy show. I think one of the best comedy shows in LA. Dano, uh, if we're uh, the if the folks are watching on YouTube, they see here. Shout out to Cam Kerr, our graphics guy who built this. Uh, the win total, the win total sitting at nine. I know you got him going undefeated every year, but the schedule's hard no, this year. Really tough, yeah. Do you We're lean play Middle Tennessee State, man? Do you, schedule. Do you lean over right away? Nope. It, it, you know, right got up. it. Okay, okay. Uh, I, 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 I did too. Without looking at the schedule, I just said, "Oh, they're over." But then. I did look at the schedule a second. I was like, "Oh, uh, let, let's get to it because week zero, we're three weeks away essentially for Notre Dame and Navy doing battle in the Air Lingus game or whatever, whatever the fuck it is in uh, Dublin. Uh, this is a interesting game because Navy can't run the triple option anymore because the NCAA rules. But it's also interesting because Dan O'Carter will be in the house. That's he right. will be. He is Take making the trip. Him. Yes, on his honeymoon. Let's talk about that for a second here. Let's 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 dive deep. What did you have to give to say, honey? Look, we're gonna have a great honeymoon, but we have to stop by this Notre Dame football game. I'll tell you exactly what I had to give. I said, as soon as you're coming to a college football game with me, we'll go to Paris right after that. <laughs> yes, that, that's the only way you can sell it, right? Uh, I'm in charge of the Ireland part of the trip. <laughs> that's, that's, 
That's how you do it, huh? You're gonna go to this football game, but look, honey, we're gonna go to Paris right after. Everything's gonna be fine. I swear to God. Uh, It's it's the day after we're going to Paris, and she gets to pick the hotels and the restaurants and everything. There you go. There you go. Way to save the day, right there. That's how. That's how to have a happy marriage. Uh, So, Dano, if anyone's in the house, hit up Dano Carter. But you know, go buy the guy a beer. uh, so uh, you know, Navy can't run the triple option anymore. The the blocking. No, I schemes. haven't heard that at all. Because all anyone says is that's going to be tough because we have to deal with the triple option. No, so the what? NCAA uh, made cut blocks illegal. So Army is working out of the shotgun. Air Force. I had. A, I was at Mountain West Media Day in Vegas last week. I got a chance to interview Air Force's head coach Troy Calhoun, and he was talking about how he's got to go to shotgun and Navy. The same thing. They're gonna now. There might be some variations of the option out of the shotgun. But the old school triple option that is gone by the wayside, which is kind of ridiculous. I know Paul Johnson, the former Georgia Tech head coach, has been very outspoken that uh, on defense we tell the players to go low uh, for safety reasons because we don't want concussions. Why would we not do it on are offense? You me, hold on, are you telling me that Navy will not be running the triple option against us? Well, it's their we'll own. Win, we'll I, win by like seventy points. Well, look, they—that's they all they have. They can't. They're still going to be doing a variation of the option, but out of the shotgun. It's still it's still technically called the triple option because there's three options, but they're going to be working a lot out of the gun. That's why they went out and hired the the offensive coordinator from uh, Kennesaw State because they ran that there. So that guy's that guy's good. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they had a hell of an offense. Uh, we're screwed now. Why am I going to this game? They got that Kennesaw State offensive coordinator. You're going to this game because it's in Dublin. You're going to this game because it's in Dublin, and it's and you're going to be in Ireland, drunk, having a great time. I mean, come on, you yeah, know the game that, sells yeah, itself. We're probably going to yeah. lose because of this Kennesaw State guy, but I'm still going to have a good time. <laughs> exactly, you're going to be fine. You're going to be, and then you're going to be in France eating all this great food, all right, drinking good wine. Uh, yeah. Ireland? <laughs> Great no, no, in yeah. France, in France. Yeah, yeah. I said the next night you'll be in France. Uh, <laughs> I'm not talking about the stew. State. I had no idea. Man. Yeah, yeah. So Kennesaw State, get excited. Yeah, and then, but yeah. you know, the main thing is everybody said when you play Navy, the toughest thing is playing the next team because they beat you up so much. Yeah, I, I don't. They can't I, do that. Yeah, it's not like. It it's gonna be tricky to see that. that I think all the service academies are kind of must watch to see how they pair with doing this. Um, Why did the NCA come down on the service academies. That's all they have. <laughs> I I completely agree. And, and when I interviewed I interviewed Troy Calhoun last week, and he said this is simply to attack the service academies because their game times are shorter, and TV execs hate the fact that the game times run you know, two hours sometimes because the clock's running. Cause they run 30 straight run plays. Uh, yeah. Troy is, I, I think it's complete bullshit too. I mean, this is like foundations of football, uh, yeah. but that's how it started. Yeah, I know. It's, Everything. it's, it's just terrible. It's, it's very one was triple option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So absolutely ridiculous. What's going on with the NCA. So week two, Eddie George is coming to South bend. Uh, did you know Eddie George was the head coach of Tennessee state? Recently, I learned that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, and I'm so, worried because yeah. I won't. I probably won't be watching because I'm in Europe, and every time I don't watch, we lose. So, <laughs> yeah. Will you still be in France, or where will you be on September second? Yeah, Italy. Oh, this poor yeah, guy. I don't know how to, it'll be on Peacock. I don't know if I can get Peacock in Italy. <laughs> 
Yeah, go into please go into the go into the the bar, the local bar wherever you're at and ask if they have peacock. See how that goes for you. Uh, <laughs> but Dan O'Carter will be in Italy. They'll beat Tennessee State. That's the I first peacock in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the first FCS game Notre Dame's ever playing. By the way, I ever played. I used to use that as an ex- every time people be like, "You guys don't play a a thirteenth game." But like, you guys don't either because you play at the FCS school. But this is the black coaches classic, you know, which is like, all yeah. right, you, okay. It's well, not happening again for a long time. Well, if you knew the history on Tennessee State, uh, just recently, I think in, in 2019, they found out that the state of Tennessee was hiding money from them. They were owed like over a million dollars per year for like a hundred years <laughs> and didn't get it. So it, I think it's great that it's on the schedule, even though I normally, I normally think it's terrible to play an FCS. Pay, I, I like Tennessee getting this check and getting this, you know, uh, this is, this will be, you know, playing Notre Dame, playing at the golden dome. You know what I mean? All that exposure I think is fantastic. Well, I wish we added another, we have two bye weeks this year. Cause we play weeks here. I wish we just added another team just to even it out. That's yeah, fair, fair. So I got him two and zero. I think you got him two and zero, and you'll be in Italy enjoying amazing food and stuff. But then, when do you come back? By the way, when do you when do you come back on U.S. soil? So I'll definitely be in U.S. soil for the NC State game. I mean, not be in California, but I'll be in the New York area or out here. I'm not sure. Okay, okay. So yeah, week three at NC State, Carter Finley. Man, NC State's actually one of the schools that has a winning record. I think against Notre Dame, there's not many schools out there that have a winning record uh, historically. This is a sneaky game because I feel like NC State is going to be. I was shocked that their win total was six and a half. I think NC State's going to be pretty good this year. They got Brandon Armstrong from U, from from Virginia. This is a game he was that, good two years ago, and then last year he wasn't that good. Virginia, Virginia's offensive line was terrible last year, though. I think it was the worst in the in the country. Uh, so I actually think this game's early game. I think it's probably nine a.m. out here, twelve out there. Uh, not about that, but we think we should win. For some reason, when whenever Notre Dame plays these September games in North Carolina, I always feel like it's a fucking monsoon. Like I feel like it's always like hurricane weather. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I mean, it, cl- when you play Clemson too, I feel like one of the times that Clemson was like crazy yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. 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 That's true. I'm scared of that game, man. I, I like I, it's I would, a fi- I would put that as a, you know, worrisome game. If it's not crazy weather, what what's that uh, Hartman done against NC State in the past? I actually don't know. I think that's what I would look up. I, I, I think he's done very. I mean, I think he's put up good numbers, but I think they've won the home games, lost the road games uh, in that rivalry. But uh, he puts up good numbers though, so that that should be a good time. But NC State's supposed to have a really good secondary, one of the best in college football this year. That game could get interesting as Sam Hartman Great. returns that's to a, the that's ACC. A game. Yeah, it's definitely a real game and. Not, I'm, I will definitely be watching that closely uh, yeah. wherever I am. But I still think we, talent-wise, with a really good quarterback, they haven't faced a defense like ours probably in a long yeah. time. So. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, Central Michigan's the very next week, so I, I have the the NC State game is a fi- is like kind of a fifty fifty game because I think I think it with it being in Carter Finley, that's sure. a that's a great home field environment too. Uh, Central Michigan, though, coming to South Bend the very next week. 
Central Michigan in the MAC. Look, I, they might play them tough because it's a look ahead spot because no, Ohio State's on deck, but I think that's a win. So I think worst case scenario, you're you're three and one. Best case scenario, you're four and zero. Then comes the Ohio State game where. Man, Ohio State's I've never seen Ohio State with this many question marks, but here's the thing. They recruit incredibly well. So like even though I don't know these next guys that are coming up at the, you know, uh, is will they be fine at the quarterback spot? I haven't seen them have this many pro, you know, unknowns in, in, coming into a season in, a, in quite a while. And Marcus, when was the last time they didn't have an elite quarterback? Like I can't Yeah, think. it was a long time ago. It was a long time when ago. That's had to come in. He won a national championship. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now he said, "Why do we got to go to school? We didn't come to play school. We can't play football." <laughs> hey, and I'll have you say, I'll, ha- "I'll have you know." When we had Phil Steele on this morning, he said, "I know Ohio State's gonna." Oh yeah, your opener, Phil Phil Steele. Yeah, uh, he said, "I know Ohio State's favored, but I I have it as a toss up game." Phil Steele, very high on the Irish this year. Go check out that episode, uh, Irish fans. He's a, he's a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Like a big yeah. Fan. yeah. So <laughs> all the, uh, of all the big journalists, he's the biggest fan. Probably, <laughs> I, I have this, uh, I, I'm, look, I have Ohio state favored, so I got to put Ohio state, but I think it's possible that you right. played, we well. played them well yeah. last year with, without really a good offense and our defense showed up home game, night game, green Jersey game. I think we're going to win it. I really do. I think we'll pull that one out. We're just due against them. We're just there we do. We like we beat them since the fifties. I don't think. There we so, go. F- five and zero. We've lost. F- yeah. Five and zero for Dan O'Carter. I'm telling you, he's got him going. He's got him going twelve and zero. Worried about Middle Tennessee State, so I'm saying five and zero with the, with the question mark over <laughs> over games because I won't be watching. Uh, so after that, you got at Duke. Hey, don't don't look now, but Duke is good. Duke was 16 points away from being undefeated. 16 points away from being undefeated last year. Look that up. Mike Elko, great first year in Durham. That's a sneaky game because if you do beat Ohio State, you're gonna be thinking, oh, we're the we're the best. And then and then you hit the head to Durham to take on a Duke team, which re- returns 19 starters from a team that was very good a season ago. Uh, I got that as a win, though. I think I think Notre Dame will wear them down. I think first half might be close. I think that offensive line will wear down yeah, their Duke. Quarterback's good, right? Yeah, Who's Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard, first round, good. potential first round pick. I think their coach is good. Uh, no, I think the Ohio State game can affect that either way, whether it's a win or a loss. You know, like it could be a demoralizing loss, and then we just can't get up for the next game, or it's like a huge victory and we overlook the next opponent. But I would put that as scarier than NC State to me, actually. Honestly. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, I rank that ACC road game. I would put that higher. Okay. What about the next one though? When they head to Louisville, back to back away, they're at Duke, then at Louisville, taking on Jeff Brom. Um, I don't know much about them. I know they have a new coach. I don't. It depends on the time of that game. I feel like a nighttime Louisville game is scary. A daytime isn't. And I don't think the, the time has been announced yet. But yeah, I don't see a time on it right now. Um, but another, I think, I think Sam Hartman has worst game against Louisville last year. Yeah, like Louisville beat him. Louisville beat him last year. Um, so that that's scary too. I put that above NC State. Well, this this ACC road schedule wasn't tough because we have Clemson that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this, no. 
this this schedule is is really brutal. I, I'm I, like. Shout out to Notre Dame, but at the same time, like in a way, you're kind of like, what the fuck? If we're trying to make the CFP, because the next next week you have USC, Caleb Williams, Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. Um, Here's a little story. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> a girl that did the show last night, who will remain unnamed, a, a comic. She was like, I'm a professor at USC, and uh, they basically told me I had to give this certain student uh, an A, or they wouldn't let me teach there and this certain student may or may not have won the Heisman she just kept going on and like alright he won that and then she like kept it anonymous and then when I was like so you, you were teaching Caleb Williams she's like you're not supposed to say who he is and I was like you just told everyone who he is <laughs> <laughs> like, this certain guy may or may not host Poncho's comedy night this certain guy may host the college experience <laughs> uh, Caleb Williams dude this is the one though that I was thinking this could be the win. This is gonna. This could be the. the if you take, you take us over USC over Ohio State. Oh man, I, feel, I think USC is tougher than Ohio State this year, personally, because their offense is gonna be so good. And uh, I just, I was at the game last year. And we were playing pretty well, for, but again, we had me at quarterback. <laughs> I think I think they look better than us than Ohio State did last year, and I think they're going to be better this year. And I think Ohio State's going to be worse. Fair, okay. So one and one against Ohio State and USC at home. Is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? Because we're at home and they're both night games. No, I'm still going with Middle Tennessee is the loss there. <laughs> Uh, all right. And then you get a bye week. One of the two bye weeks that you, that's the benefit of playing a week zero game. And then you host Pitt. Uh, this is right before Clemson. This is the one I circled. They always play this so is the one too. I circled, dude. This is the one, this is the one that's going to fuck up to me. The win total. Cause when I saw this, I was like, Oh man, they have Clemson on deck. They're going to be thinking about Clemson and then Pitt. I, I, I actually believe well, you know Pitt. the biggest, biggest storyline here is right. Yeah, Jerkovic, Jerkovic back, <laughs> kill Jerk, and he and he <laughs> said bad things about Notre Dame when when uh, under oh, Brian oh. Kelly. So he, this, well, he said uh, the fighting Irish is like an offensive <laughs> term against Irish people. Jesus, <laughs> stop <laughs> it! <laughs> I think that'll actually be motivation to go play. I think we'll actually crush them. Uh, I'm not actually scared, but based based on the same buildup when he was at BC, we played them, we crushed them. They didn't play. And that was uh, with Ian Buck, I think. And but Pitt uh, is a lot yeah, more yeah, talented than the fighting Irish is cultural appropriation oh, that should stop be stopped. It. Like, Jesus. Yeah, so, so fun. <laughs> I uh, have a whole bit about this. About how people think the fighting Irish, the leprechaun, is as offensive as the Cleveland Indian mascot. <laughs> like, we didn't steal this country from a bunch of leprechauns. <laughs> Oh, folks, get yourself out the ponchos every Monday night, uh, except for obviously when he's in Europe for three weeks. Uh, but yeah, Manhattan Beach ponchos. Uh, look, I think the Pitt game's terrifying because Pitt is actually really good in the trenches. They're good on the offensive line. They're good. They're- in the, in a couple of preseason rankings, I've seen them like 22, 23. Like people think they're going to be good. Yeah, I and think they're great I, in the trenches. Yeah. So are we. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, but they they can bang know, with you Kirk though. Vick, he wants that win so bad. He there's <laughs> nothing that would make him happier than to go in there and beat those people that that took the fighting Irish mascot and ran with it. 
those bastards. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he committed to them. <laughs> we didn't find it offensive until like it didn't get the starting job. Uh, then I was like, oh god. I love how he comes for that. What about like, what about Vikings? Vikings raped and pillaged for a long time. He doesn't, he doesn't mention that one. I mean, what if he's drafted by the Vikings? Then we'll see. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be fucking great. Uh, okay. Look between Pitt and then at Clemson. All right. Yes. Pitt and Clemson. Uh, I think, I think personally guys, I know he's, he's grabbing a beer. I'm hammering the under because uh, at NC State, to me, challenging. The, the road schedule at, at NC State was a winning team a year ago. Louisville was a winning team a year ago. Duke was a winning team a year ago. This is a brutal schedule on the road too. So look between Pitt and Clemson, I'm telling you, I I I, I think there's three losses on this schedule, man. I mean, you didn't even yeah. <laughs> That's. Without mentioning Ohio State and USC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so at Clemson on November fourth, do I need to remind people that Notre Dame beat the shit out of Clemson last year? So they're gonna be. They have this one circled, I think. Uh, man, I don't know. I just I can't take. I can't. Advantage that we beat the shit out of them last year. Oh, I think that makes me more confident. Oh no, man, dude! They, I think we, Dabo doesn't lose normally like that. He'll normally lose by like one or like a field goal. They like never lose at home, right? Yeah, Clemson. Never. That's what I'm saying. So they, that and thinking home, that's a maybe the toughest place to play, like in the country. Yeah, it's, it's no, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Uh, then you get a, the second bye week, and then you're home to Wake Forest it, on Senior Night, which is ironic because Senior Night. For Sam Hartman happens to be against his his former team. Nice, nice little ske- scheduling Kirk quirk there. But uh, Wake should have a setback. I think that's a win for Notre Dame. Notre Dame's defensive line will be a force, I think, in that game. And then they're at Stanford. That why does that Stanford game bother me too? Because Stanford sucked last year. <laughs> and coach, they they hired an FCS coach from uh, from Sacramento State. Uh, so he, he comes in, his name's Troy Taylor and he runs like he's it's, it's a, it's a finesse passing offense, but here's the thing by you playing them on November 25th. I think if you want to play a brand new head coach, you normally want them in September. Now, Notre Dame should be able to handle that, especially with their secondary, but it is a far ass trip out to play Stanford in one of those weird Stanford's like a weird environment. Cause it's sleepy. It's like, no one goes to the games, you know, like, so uh, we went to, we went to the game a few years ago. There's nobody there. We went right up to the, like, they tried to kick us out of the stands. They wouldn't at all. And my buddy, Nick, like was looking, we were right behind the Stanford bench and every player they had was named like O'Leary or O'Shea. He's like, you should be on the Irish. What are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're Irish. Like, turned around and like, what the they could hear is Emmett Smith was there. Cause his, his uh, son was being recruited. I think. Yeah, no, he's, his son and starts Smith- for him still now. So why wh- watch out? But look, came up to us and he was like, "You guys are idiots, but this crew needs fans like you." <laughs> so, so so let me ask you this though: we how many lose to them again. how many losses are on the schedule? How many losses are on the schedule? Well, middle Tennessee State, <laughs> and uh, that's it. No, I, I I think I think. Uh, like I'm optimistic that we could win every game, but that's pretty hard to do. Uh, and I think 
10 and 2 is what I would actually advise people to bet on. See, because I I I think think we'll win. I think out of Clemson, Ohio State, and USC, we may drop two of those. And I I think we beat everybody else. I think it's a brutal schedule. I I think this. like I this, like that as a schedule because people always bitch about our schedule. Have you seen George's schedule, man? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's very weak, very weak. And Kirby Smart says, Kirby Smart says this. They they asked him on media day, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well come play it." And I'm like, "What does that even mean? You can't just go play George's schedule. What the fuck kind of answer is that?" What schedule, Georgia? I'll do that. In a yes, it's like, could we do that? If that's a thing, I think a lot of people would elect to do that. Uh, look, I think this. You I think I saw today. Like their recruiting is so good. You know, I saw today. They got the number six in the country long snapper. <laughs> God, how, how are they how getting them? With this? How are they so that getting was them? An announcement. The, guy, the guy actually made an announcement, and they, they were like sharing it. We got this long snapper number six, and they're like, "Why are you guys proud of this?" <laughs> Yeah, the number six long snapper. Look, I, I think the schedule's too tough, man. I, I really do. I think the schedule. I think Notre Dame's going to be a lot better than they were a year ago. But this schedule is is daunting to me. Yeah. So I, I actually, I probably think. I mean, I think Vegas got the number right to me. I, I think they're probably going to go nine and three. But do you ever think they get it like really wrong? They're usually pretty close. Yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty uh, maybe with NC State this year with six and a half. I think NC State's going to be a lot better than that. And and I and I I don't really like NC State, so it pains me to say that. But uh, uh, folks, look, I'm on. I, I I think I think if you got to lean anything, I think this is one of the hardest schedules in college football this year. So I, I actually tend to think if I had to tick take a side, I hate to tell you this, buddy, but I think I lean under. Yeah, I like um, a challenge. Yeah, it's no it, fun when you don't play anybody good. It's more way more fun to play good teams. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to watch. But look, Dano's on the over, and he says you should bet the over because he says ten and two. So go out there. My realistic me, not even realistic me, pessimistic me says ten and two. Realistic <laughs> me says eleven. And Dano says twelve and zero. Twelve and zero. Dano says, "Look, before we get out of here, I, I, be, be, before we get out of here, I want to I want to play an interview from from uh, Michael Barker, who uh, runs this college football page. He goes to like every college football game. So, uh, Dano, uh, I'll let you sit there and, and consume that beverage for a, for a few minutes here, because Michael Barker, who who. I mean, I'm telling you folks, this guy goes to like every single college football game. He handles a page. He's got a book uh, in the works. So uh, check out uh, that interview I had with Dan. Here is college football <laughs> campus tour. Dano's got his book in the works and here we go. <laughs> Joining me on the college football experience, Notre Dame fighting Irish 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker. Folks, uh, you, you're probably wondering who Michael Barker. No, he's known as College Football Campus Tour to me, and what that means is he runs, I think, the best Twitter page out there in all the land at CFB Campus Tour. Uh, Michael has been to every single college football stadium in the FBS. 
a lot of the FCS. He's even a D two, D three. Any, any, any tweets all of his experiences out via his his page, and it's it's awesome. He does the photo of the game. He talks a lot about the history. It is just a super super cool page, and he goes to like five, six, seven games a week. Some weeks, it is super impressive to see the travel schedule. I don't even want to ask about how many times he slept in his rental car, but. Uh, Michael, welcome to the show. I appreciate you hopping on to talk a little bit about Notre Dame Stadium, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. My joke is uh, put the name, uh, the word hotel in whatever car model you have, and that's where you're staying, Hotel Camry, Hotel Accord. So, uh, <laughs> but every time you wake up and you didn't spend $150 on a hotel, it feels good. So, uh, yeah, that's how we do it on a on a budget. But, yeah, this is – Notre Dame stadium, absolute classic. Looking forward to chatting about this one. Yes. I mean, look, uh, I mean, you Google image this thing. And to me, this, I'm like, this is what a football stadium should look like. I don't care about all this shit in the NFL these days. Uh, Like this is football to me. I look at the stadium and I say football. Uh, Tell me about the history of the stadium, man. And I agree with you. It's interesting. There, there's all these tweets where these art, uh, art and architectural accounts talk about cathedrals, like preserving churches. And I always quote tweet them and say, preserve the college football cathedrals. And Notre Dame is is maybe the top one out there. So I'm I'm totally with you. Uh, the stadium opened in 1930. Uh, it's called the the house that uh, uh, Rockney built. Um, they opened with 54,000 capacity and it's jumped to 80,000 in 1997. Uh, in 2014, they had what was called the Campus Crossroads Project. And uh, similar to Florida State, where they wrapped the stadium, they put uh, three buildings the Duncan Student Center, the O'Neill Hall, and Corbett Hall around the existing structure. And it gives it that classic uh, brick look, the facade that just gives it that, that castle feel, that cathedral feel. And uh, one cool fact that I, uh, that I like is that there's no advertising or corporate signage allowed in the stadium. So for us guys who don't want to see that, we want to insulate college football from commercialism. That's a cool little feature at Notre Dame Stadium. 100%. 100%. They are doing it right with their football stadium. And uh, yeah, look, I I've been to the stadium, but not, I didn't get to go to a game. I was there in, in the, in the off season, but I got to check it out and it was fantastic. I thought everything about it was to me, like I said, football. And uh, I, I really need to get there for a game. I'm hoping actually uh, I'm hoping that I get to this new 12 team playoff. I want to see Notre Dame hosting get playoff games. And if that happens, I might have to hit up my guy, Dan O'Carter, who is a comic from uh, Notre Dame that will be on this very show talking Notre Dame, but uh, to, to see if we can get out there for a game because, oh man, can you imagine a playoff game at Notre Dame stadium? Just a classic setting like this. Uh, I got to ask you, how many times have you been to the stadium? So I've been there for, for one game and it was uh, 2018. It was part of a doubleheader Eastern Michigan at 11 a.m. and then Notre Dame night game. It's only separated by about two hours. And they were playing Florida State, and they absolutely throttled them, 42 to 13, uh, just poured on the offense. And, you know, something that stands out to me, it was not really football-related, but it was in the, the crowd. There was a Florida State fan who was in our section who was screaming during the national anthem. He basically challenged the entire section to the fight, that fight, and about – 
15 guys stood up and got right in his face. And these Notre Dame fans, they were not playing around. And that guy got ejected before opening kickoff. And so that always stood out to me that, you know, it's not just football and, and respect and tough-minded people on the field. It's also in the crowd. So uh, I love that experience. And uh, I'm hoping I have it on my schedule. You know, you talked about hitting up your comic friend for some tickets. I'm, I'm looking to go to the Ohio State game on September 23rd. So uh, we're going to have to dip a little bit into the credit cards to be able to make that work. But um, being able to, that might be the game of the year in college football. So um, I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to, get, to go to my second game at Notre Dame Stadium. Hell yeah, man. Can you imagine a playoff game here, man? I mean, college football has been selling itself short for so long, even though they have these great stadiums, they, they, they keep playing these, these big time games at these, at these terrible stadiums. And it's like, folks, you have, can you imagine a home game? That's why I, 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 I really lobby for them to do home playoff games for both rounds. Cause can you imagine a home game? you know, uh, at, at, in South bend, it would just be insane. It would be absolutely insane or the big house or wherever, you know, it's, it's just what college football needs to do. I, the thought of a Notre Dame home playoff game to me has me, has me juiced up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to spend money that I don't even have to get there to go to it, man. Um, but, uh, curious, curious, your take on that. Well, probably the worst game experience that I've ever had was at the last year's national championship at SoFi Stadium, $5 billion stadium. It rained inside the stadium. Uh, the, the quote unquote roof only covers 90% of the actual stadium. All the, the staircases and the escalators are exposed to the rain. People were slipping and falling. And I'm thinking to myself, why are we putting the most important college football game in a stadium that's not designed to withstand rain and weather. Let's go to a college football stadium like Notre Dame Stadium. Let's go to Beaver Stadium at Penn State. These places, they play in the snow, they play in the rain, they're below zero temperatures, the elements. So yes, you're sacrificing some of the corporate dollar, but people, like like you mentioned, if you get a playoff game in Notre Dame, imagine Alabama coming there in, <laughs> in December. You could charge $1,200, $1,500 a seat and you're gonna sell. So. Uh, I'm with you. And, you know, every time, you know, from a college traveler perspective, I'm not trying to get uh, the Houston Texans stadium on my traveling resume. I don't care. But getting a home playoff game, I go to the FCS a lot and they get home games in Montana and Idaho. And I went to the coldest game in South Dakota history last year for the semifinals, minus six degrees of kickoff. It was probably the most fun I've ever had at a game. So you're preaching to the choir here. If uh, there's a playoff game in Notre Dame, we'll have to either find a way to sneak into a stadium or we got to come up with some extra cash to get there. Amen. I'll be like Michigan's NIL. Just do a go straight. Go fund me uh, folks. Give Michael Barker a follow. You heard me talking about, it. he was there at negative six degrees and watching South Dakota football. What, what, what a fantastic, what a fantastic guy there. Just going out. You know, that, that is football, man. That is football. As much as they want to take it and put it in a, in a roller rink, uh, the elements are part of it. And that's why I cannot wait for, for Notre Dame to be hosting playoff games. Folks, uh, give them a follow on Twitter at CFB campus tour, because Michael, not only does he document all this, he does like the photo of the game. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And there's, you know, even in the off season, he's going to check on the stadiums. 
Uh, he is the king of college football stadiums. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, man. And uh, like I said, one day, one day, man, we're gonna we're gonna have to meet up in South Bend. You take care, man. Yeah, let's watch the playoff bracket. This would be a good one. So thank you for having me. Michael Parker, and I gotta ask you, Dano. Well, home playoff games. Come on, man. What right, are we well, dropping? First of all, that guy that guy has an amazing job. Yeah. And uh you couldn't you couldn't find a guy that looked more stereotypical like a Notre Dame fan. Oh <laughs> uh, Michael, my uh, I, I love the story about the, uh, the game he's talking about is uh Brandon Wimbush played in that game because uh, uh, Ian Book got hurt. We wore the green jerseys and that I remember exactly what he's talking about. But I, I have a similar story. My first game back to the stadium, I forgot I was in college stadium again and I was just like ripping shots. And I got immediately kicked out. <laughs> and I was like wearing these green overalls, like painted green. And I got kicked out before the game even started. But then this fan, I was like, oh God, I'm like standing outside the stadium. This fan is like, hey man, I got an extra ticket for you. And he floated it down to me. And I was down there and I caught it and went right back in. And I was like, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> that was pretty cool. But yeah, tell me about the 12 team playoff. Oh, that'll be so. That's a cool thing about us uh, not being able to get the buy, right? No matter what, we're gonna be in, yeah. in, whether we're on the road or home. But the the likelihood is, even if we're the number one team, we'd still be hosting a game. So we can't like that would be amazing. And you guys didn't bring up what the weather would be like there. Oh yeah, think about that. Yeah, in December, uh, right? I'm like, going, yeah, that, that I'm, dude. Dude, I, I'm not even. You know, I. I have no connection to the school besides knowing Dano Carter. I'm going. I'm going. Like you, you give me a home playoff game. I, I mean, I'm sure those tickets will be insane, but we got to go, man. We we got to go. There's there's no other way around it. We could go this year, maybe. I could probably figure it out. The well, USC games, the only game, the only time you can fly LAX to South Bend direct without having to go to Chicago and then. Oh, they, no they, shit. They actually has a deal that weekend, which makes it way more convenient. Um, so maybe we'll get that. There we go, folks. Give Dano a follow on Instagram. You see it right there at Dano Carter and Dano. Appreciate you hopping on the show and and man, enjoy that uh, that Navy experience slash uh, your honeymoon. You know, they ran out of beer last year at that stadium. It, Not gonna it, happen this year. <laughs> they know we're coming kind of down. <laughs> Don't tell your wife that they ran out of alcohol in the stadium. Uh, <laughs> no, she'll prefer that. <laughs> oh, she, <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know what to say then. Then, then yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're not going to fuck this up because they know how many people are going to be there. But enjoy yourself, man. Congratulations on 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 your marriage, man. And uh, it shows people think soccer and rugby fans drink a lot. It's just not like obviously college football, football fans drink more than them. If they stadium yeah. wasn't even prepared for something like this. Yeah. And yeah. That was North Northwestern. North yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't picture Northwestern as, as uh, you know, just degenerates coming in there right. but <laughs> and Navy too. You ever party with Navy guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how many crowd you can have as a Navy crowd. Amen. Amen. They, they, they party, but they behave themselves. <laughs> and, he, and to me, good on San Diego. You see that all the time, right? You get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, look, 
He's on the over. I'm on the under. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. We're at TCE on SGPN on Twitter. Give us a follow there too. But on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. Uh, and go check out the Phil Steele interview that just dropped. We also got some other great guests uh, coming on. I think we're gonna got Randy Cross of the uh, San Francisco 49ers national cha- or national championship Super Bowl championships uh, coming on the show soon. So check out all of that. Uh, also come in the Discord and talk ball with us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And until next time, folks, this is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish 2023 season preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.